And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told police others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, October 16th. I'm Jay Skeet. Sorry, I'm laughing at that intro there. That video is incredible. We're going to drop some bombs here on the podcast. Uh, I'm Skeet. Joining us here, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. So I lied to you. I said we wouldn't be back this week. I said we'll see you next week. Subscribe. You never know when we'll be dropping a podcast next week. No, here we are. Too much news happened right after we got done recording yesterday. So we'll get to all of that. Maury and Ty And We got new jerseys to talk about and a lot of fun. Shout out to everybody. Joining us live right now on YouTube. The stream team is here, even though we're starting a little bit later on Friday. Um, I'd want to uh, recommend you go back and listen to yesterday's podcast if you haven't already. Beach Steppin'. We discussed LeBron's peak and uh, Davis Berton's unrestricted free agency. And Lee told a story about the time he nearly killed a man for eating a stinky beef <laughs> and broccoli in the delivery room. That man was getting ready to drop a bomb, I guess. Yeah, actually, I told my wife, Roxana, about that yesterday. You should have seen the look on her face. I will never, ever forget that. Wow, so, you guys are scarred. Oh, man, yeah, it's torturous. I mean, it's just one of those emotional moments that stays with you forever. <laughs> do you like? Do you purposely avoid ordering Chinese food now? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we haven't had Chinese food for a long time. I think it's put us off it put a, put us off it forever. Oh. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. It's delicious. Um, <laughs> also I will say in advance here of today's show, uh, especially to JD, apologies if things get loud on my end. We're getting a tree taken down. Right between our neighbor's house and ours, uh, right in the middle there. And uh, this is a big tree. It's dead, though. And uh, <laughs> the chipper is going to be firing up at some point. You know, you got chainsaws up there. I'm sure things will be hitting the roof. So I'll try and mute my mic if it gets really, really bad there. But uh, apologies in advance, JD. There's always something. Always it something. is. It is. It is. All right. So let's get to the up-down report. Preparing your tubies. It's the up-down report. Yeah that dubstep up down report that's what we're doing here for today's podcast because again we got so much nba news guys this is rut this is crazy yesterday right after we finished recording our beach step and podcast news broke that daryl morey has stepped down as general manager of the houston rockets now morey spent 13 seasons running houston 
pulled off something like 77 trades or whatever it was, 70-plus trades during his time there, made the Western Conference Finals in 15 and 18. But where do the Rockets go from here? Who's even going to coach this team? I'm going to ask the up-down like this. Up or down on the Rockets' immediate future here? You know, championship aspirations in the immediate future. Lee, get us started up or down. I've got to go down right now because where we sit here today, this is how I see the Rockets. No GM, no coach, no significant cap space, and their draft picks, uh, well, they don't have a lot of those either. Their 2021 is going to Denver. They have do have 22 and 23, I believe it is, but then basically OKC take the rest of them from there. And this is for a team that really has a ceiling of about the second round when you look at the roster as it is right now. You know, you've got James Harden and Russell Westbrook. You wonder if these two guys are kind of peaked and, and, and you, you know, you saw what it was like for them in the playoffs. They went out really pretty pretty easily to the Lakers there in five games. Didn't put up a huge fight. So they've got that and they've got an owner who's apparently uh, hurting for cash right now and he's looking to cut costs. So if you're a, a Rockets fan, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Tillman Frittita here, the owner maybe looks to start selling some of these assets of, of James Harden and Russell Whoa. Westbrook because because ultimately I don't see them get, being any closer to a championship. I think this season was almost like pull the plug. It's not going to work with, with the roster that we have constructed right now because if you're looking at their cap sheet, uh, Westbrook and Harden combined, if they opt into their contracts, they're owed around $260 million in total uh, left of their contracts. And, and as I say... Their cap space, based on what their projections are, they don't have any significant cap space for the next two seasons right now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to improve from within with guys like Eric Gordon, Robert Covington. You know, PJ Tucker's got a, a, a contract for next season as well. So um, when you when you look at all that and you look at the pieces and you think, what is the best case scenario for this team? I don't see it getting better than this second round at best. Maybe not even the first round, depending on matchups. Uh, it might be it might be blow it up time there in Houston and, and Fertitta might just be like <laughs> I love every time you say somebody has to snicker it's funny man it is uh, yeah you're right though Lee maybe they might have to make some trades takes a few eggs to make a Fertitta <laughs> but I, I really I mean I just I, I think if you just look at that team and you're the and, and, and you know we're hearing that Jeff Van Gundy is potentially pretty close to uh, getting the job. John Lucas is also in consideration. But then I also saw this morning that the Houston Chronicle was saying the new GM is going to be the one who ultimately decides who the coach is. So you figure that's going to be at least a two or three week process before they find that before, mm. before they find that out. So I just wonder if Harden and Westbrook are almost as well like, you know what, maybe it's time just to move on, see if we can go to a contender because I don't see the Rockets as a serious contender right now. Okay, what do you think, Trey? Up or down? On uh, Lee's definitely down on the Rockets uh, moving forward here. Yeah, unfortunately, it's got to be a major down here. They've lost their entire brain trust, and like Lee is saying, the cap sheet looks terrible. Yeah, Harden's owed a lot of money, but at least you know he's going to put up MVP level statistics yeah. at least during the regular season. He's not the problem. It's the Westbrook and the Eric Gordon contracts that are major problems. Uh, John Hollinger wrote on the Athletic in September. Like Lee's saying, Houston has no cap room, no 2020 draft picks, no willingness to spend into the tax, and no young players that anybody wants. That's a bad recipe, especially considering you just lost to the team that won the championship. They're going to be bringing their whole team back, basically tinkering around the edges, no doubt, but you're still going to be going up against LeBron and Anthony Davis. The ceiling right now... In the stream team on the chat, they're saying the ceiling's six foot five, and that feels about right. <laughs> you know, maybe you can get to the second round. If uh, matchups work out right, perhaps you could make a run at the conference finals. 
But it definitely doesn't feel like the Rockets are a championship contender. It doesn't seem like they have an easy path back to being a championship contender. It's a bit of an end of an era down there in Houston. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, Maury, I think it's safe to say, considered sort of like one of the fathers of modern day NBA analytics and the movement, um, for sure. And he had us, you know, I guess I'll ask you actually, Tass. Did Maury have a successful run as the Rockets GM? Because I've seen some people say absolutely and others say no. I mean, didn't win title, didn't even make it to the finals. Like, where, where do you fall on that? You know, having a lot of teams in the playoffs and making a lot of big trades and getting a lot of big names and a lot of the times actually not even getting into the luxury tax. I only think it happened twice under him, but where do you fall with Maury's reign there as uh, Houston's GM? He had a great run. Okay. When you first steal James Harden, you get a superstar in a trade and he becomes an MVP. You're a GM that that doesn't come come along uh, that often at all. (laughs) That doesn't happen very often. You just stole an asset. He became an MVP. Uh, We should be thankful that Daryl Morey was in Houston the last half decade because that was the one team that pushed the Warriors. Nobody beat the Warriors these last five years. Nobody. The Raptors. Yeah, that's an Eastern Conference team. But in the Western Conference, the Rockets win after it year after year after year. And I'm not so worried about the near future in Houston. I'm more worried about uh, a few years down the road when Russell Westbrook and James Harden get older uh, and it might be difficult to trade those guys for anything of value. And Daryl Morey's not there to pull off those moves. Daryl Morey uh, was incredible at making those moves. Yeah, he had the the second most trades of a franchise in the last, you know, however long he's been there. Is it 13, 15 years? Um, that's how great he's been. He is able to be wheeling and dealing. If Tillman Fertitta isn't willing to spend it to the luxury tax, Daryl Morey will find a way uh, to get them to be a great team. They were one win away from beating the Warriors. And yeah, you can make fun of the Rockets all you want, but some teams just don't get to the top. And the Rockets are one of them. They're they're really, really close. Daryl Morey was a huge, huge reason for that. The worrisome part is the two most prominent roles in an organization that aren't players quit. Mike D'Antoni stepped down and (laughs) Daryl Morey stepped down. And Daryl Morey said he's been thinking about this for a while. Maybe he's going to go make some musicals like he has in the past. He's a talented guy. He's got other interests, that's for sure. But is it a coincidence that the two most prominent guys stepped down? Uh, I don't think so. I I think there's something going on there in in Houston that's uh, worrisome. Not so much for next year when James Harden's going to be awesome and Russell Westbrook's going to be awesome. I think we all forget, yeah, he didn't have a great run after his quad injury, but he had a really good regular season. So they're going to have a good couple of years together. Uh, the worrisome part is, yeah, 22-23 when those two guys are making $94 million combined at the top of your, your salary structure. That's a lot. That's, you know, three quarters of the mm-hmm. salary cap at least. And that is worrisome when you don't have a Daryl Morey to tinker because he is good the near future i think is okay but yeah the worrisome part is down this down the road when there aren't really younger players coming down the pike uh they do get a couple of their picks later on and uh it's that that's the worst part a couple oh, years yeah because maury like excelled at finding like reclamation projects right like finding these guys that you thought should be out of the league and giving them a spot and having them somewhat flourish or get back to a level that they were on uh previous teams and we he saw it, he did it year after year after year um lee you threw out the crazy idea of Maybe you do look, though, the new GM. And by the way, the Rockets are planning to promote Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations, Raphael Stone, to GM. So he will probably have this role. But you said, trade Harden, trade Westbrook. I mean, those are your two, obviously, gigantic pieces. um, And you could get the biggest haul back. Have you fired up the trade machine? Have you been tinkering at all here since we last spoke? Uh, Who says no? No, of course not. But more, you know, if you... 
go to James Harden and say, listen, do you do you want to trade? We'll try to find you a team that's maybe a bit closer to competing right now because the longer you leave it, the uglier those contracts get and they you know they just get a little bit older. I think they're both 31 years of age now and they're both still very, very good players. They can both still you know, be uh, you know, very important players on a championship team, but I just don't think it's going to happen in Houston. So if, if, if you go to Harden and Westbrook and say, do you guys want to stay and try to figure this thing out? Maybe they say, sure, or they just say, mm-hmm. you know, we, no one's going to hold it against you. You've done an incredible job here in Houston. He's been an MVP, James Harden. He's been a three-time runner-up. They've made the playoffs every year. They've, they've made the conference finals. They've kind of been close, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. So maybe the Rockets open the door and say, we'll try to find you to a, a team that is a bit closer and, uh, and maybe you can try to win that one there because, you know, if, if you want to stay out of loyalty, if that's, the, you know, Harden and Westbrook, fine, you know, but they're going to get their money no matter what. Um, but they're just really, like I say, I don't, I don't feel they're any closer to a championship. If anything, I think they've taken now a step back because this small ball lineup that they went with, that they went all in on, and Daryl Moore, I give him credit because he went full on for that. Mm-hmm. And it was a gamble. We knew it was a gamble. It showed signs at times. We thought, well, this is tough to defend because they just spread the floor out and everyone can shoot. But, you know, ultimately no one really thought it was going to sustain them to get them to a championship. And uh, and that's where they are right now. They've just got a lot of those little bits and pieces, those reclamation projects you talk about there. But it's probably not enough to get it, get them any further than when they went where they went this season. So uh, I, w- I would certainly put that on the table and I wouldn't be surprised if the owner, I won't say his name, I'll just say the owner, <laughs> actually... Uh, no, man, keep milking that tip. You know, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, behind closed doors just goes to Harden and says, do you want, do you want a trade? Do you want me to try to find you a trade or do you want to stay here in Houston? Because, uh, again, he's an owner who's apparently, uh, you know, strapped for cash at the moment. He's worth $2.2 billion or something, but he's run out of money. Um, uh, no, he's no, he's he paid two point two billion for the Rockets. He's worth like eight billion, but he's run out of cash apparently. Uh, so, you know, I just wonder if he's like, listen, do you want to, do you want to trade or do you want to stay? And if he's and Harden says I want to stay, then fine, no one will ever know that a conversation existed. If it if he says yeah, find me a, a a trade to go to some other team, maybe that can happen. Well, know? is this is this why it's possible too that Morey didn't even really make the Westbrook trade, right? Because a lot of people thought that at the time. Westbrook did not seem like a Daryl Morey type of player, <laughs> what he did, and that maybe ownership uh, after it changed hands to Tillman that they sort of went over his head and like, no, no, we got a chance to get Russell Westbrook. He's there. Let's go get him. You know, whatever, whatever it takes. Let's let's get him in there and pair him up with Harden. There is, I mean, who knows if that's true? I have no idea, um, but it could be. And then of course there's this whole thing of like. Now, maybe this is a little tinfoil hat, Trey. Tell me if I got it on. I'm wearing a hat today. So are you. Maybe we got tinfoil lining it. But that there is the possibility that this is like placating China, of course, too, after that what happened with Daryl Morey way back at the start of this season and, you know, tweeting his support for Hong Kong and how upset China got and, oh, they cut the TV rights and suddenly they just got them back, I think, at the end of the finals and that there might be like a, well, okay, we're back doing business, but he better not be there. And again, that's just a, there's no, there's no, I don't think official report or like that rumor to that or not, but you see people throwing that out as well, which I guess in 2020, I guess is in play. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skeets, I'm old school. I cut the lining out of my hats. Ooh, nice. uh, so you see no tin foil here, but I have to agree with you that probably all of this plays into okay. the decision for Daryl Morey to be leaving, right? Obviously there was tension between he and the front office with Tillman Fertitta there uh, <laughs> after the China-Hong Kong controversy. Fertitta was obviously still pretty heated about that as he was cutting off interviews yesterday whenever people would bring up 
the, the, yeah. the drama between the two of them. We kind of knew that the writing was on the wall for at least Mike D'Antoni back then, back in October when this was all going down. And obviously that became the case with Daryl Morey as well. Yeah, the, the Westbrook trade is very weird. It felt like uh, the Rockets put themselves into a hole that only Daryl Morey could dig them out of. But even then, it was going to be tough because it's just such not a Morey move. The fit was a little bit off, but having D'Antoni around made it so that they could at least figure out a way to play successfully with Westbrook. Westbrook but you don't have all these assets anymore to tinker around the edges and find guys who are going to fit perfectly Daryl Morey kind of did everything he could to build a winner around James Harden and it didn't work and you know seeing the writing on the wall that maybe uh, the Rockets aren't going to be spending as much money as they have in the past back when Leslie Alexander was uh, the owner of the team and now we're in the Fertitta era where things are a little bit more uh, penny pinching yeah, it just seemed like it was time to move on. You know, there was beef, and like if you if you can't get the money to pay for what you want to do, and you don't like the people who you're working for, it's pretty easy to step away, I would think. Yeah, Tass, anything to add to uh, Maury moving on, or whether what the Rockets do next? And do you have any idea of like who will even coach this team? I know there's a lot of rumors being thrown around, a lot of names, I guess I should say. But uh, what direction do you think they ultimately go? They're going the same direction, I think. Yeah, I don't I think, think so. they're really going anywhere. They don't really have a lot of room to maneuver. What we see last year is what we're going to get next year, I think. So Jeff Van Gundy's going to figure it all out? Small ball Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> uh, and look, Westbrook, uh, trade rumors with the Knicks. Lee has been popping up too. Maybe it's not Harden, right? You're saying it's Harden. Could yeah. be. But you still could convince a team to trade for Russell Westbrook. Now, you may not get what exactly you would want back, but a team would. Would the Knicks do it? Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be all that shocked, but and maybe you get some young assets and stuff like that back in return. But we'll see. Daryl Morey gone. I threw it out on Twitter yesterday. Uh, hey, Daryl, come on, no dunks. You already had him on Poppin' Packs, Lily. Yep. Why not? Let's get him on there. Let sure. Us, let's yeah, talk to him. Free time. To what was this musical thing you were talking about, Tass? I, like, it sounds vaguely familiar to me, but can you explain again what Maury did? He was in a musical? Is that what it was? No, he directed one. Or I directed produced, 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 produced one. Produced yeah. one. It was a basketball musical. Oh, ah, okay. And if I'm not mistaken, we were wandering. Ball, I think it was called Small Ball. Huh. And I think that once upon a time, we were wandering the concourses at the Toyota Center, Houston's mm-hmm. arena. We ran in uh, to Daryl Morey. We ended up chatting with him. And I think he was with David Diggs, the guy who plays. Um, he's in Hamilton. You know, he's the guy yeah. that everybody loves. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were walking around together because David Diggs was doing some uh, promo work for the NBA at the time. So, you know, there's just some more musical facts for the people out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. The Ringer's got an article on it. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, The Ringer's got an article on Daryl Morey's small ball musical is very good and very weird. That's Shea Serrano wrote it in 2018. So. Oh, there you go. Okay. I don't really remember that. Um, I'd like to see it now. Can I watch that on one of the uh, streaming platforms? It's got to be up there, right? I watched Hamilton on one of them. Maybe <laughs> small ball's on there. All right, let's keep it going because we have a ton of news here. Next one, Anthony Davis, guys. Shams let the world know yesterday that Anthony Davis will opt out of his 28.7 million player option and re-sign with the Lakers this offseason. Now, AD and his agent, Rich Paul, they're going to hold meetings in the coming weeks to determine which contract path makes the most sense. You know, two-year deal, three-year deal, four-year deal. They're all in play. So I'll ask it like this, up or down, on AD going short, AD signing the one plus one contract worth about $68 million to then become a free agent again in 2021 if he were to opt out in the second-year deal. Trey, up or down on that proposal from me? 
On the one plus one, I think I'm going up. I think that Anthony Davis doesn't really have a bad choice he can make here. The opt-out okay. and re-sign with the Lakers seemed to be the move that was going to be happening, you know, before he was even traded from New Orleans to the Lakers. Before they even were able to pull it off last summer, we all thought, okay, he'll be back there after they play their first season together, and that's exactly what it looks like. If he's on the one plus one, he's on the exact same timeline as LeBron, which also makes a lot of sense. They can go in to free agency together. They can figure out if they're going to be taking a little bit of a discount to try and bring in yet another star, something that LeBron has done in the past when forming a big three. Who knows? If you're on the same timeline with LeBron, you're doing it right. But I also think maybe you could go for a two plus one. I mm-hmm. think that makes a little bit uh, of sense as well. It's a little bit more stability. You got to assume LeBron is going to be picking up his option in 21-22. So you're still on the same timeline. And then, as Sham Sharanya pointed out, Anthony Davis would then have 10 years of service in the NBA, which then in his uh, his free agency year 2022, he's eligible for the super duper max contract. Yep. So maybe he wants to lock in two years of getting paid this measly 30% max <laughs> contract to be ready for the 35 when it comes. But, you know, as a Bulls fan with Anthony Davis coming from Chicago, you see the opt out and Lee gets in slack he says hey man send me that gif of you <laughs> rising rising up being excited uh i didn't know it was going to be for anthony davis opting out i would have never sent it to you yeah. because there was no doubt the guy's gonna leave la he's it's not gonna he's not gonna leave he's in a perfect spot right now to grow old with lebron i can't yeah. believe i didn't use that gift during the playoffs when paul george had a bad game and jimmy butler had a good game i, just, <laughs> right. Right. I was exactly. kicking myself after it yesterday because yeah it was kind of a little bit wasted it was like it's, there's no real drama there, but, you know, you're just going to have a little bit of fun in the offseason, don't you? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Put me down uh, for a three-year, like $106 million deal that AD will sign with the Lakers. The two plus one with that player option in the, th- in the third year, all because what you said there, and, and as Shams pointed out, yeah. Then you hit the 35% max contract when you come to free agency uh, if you want to, and then you'd be probably looking at it a deal over $250 million. And it's, AD, look, he gets injured every five games. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you do want some stability, I'm sure, but uh, if he's on this trajectory where he maybe becomes the best player in the game, uh, and we think it's in play, then yeah, then you'd be looking at the max, 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 max money, and uh, you'd be laughing then. So I'll guess right now, Tass, at a two plus one, but what do you think he does? Or are you up or down on the one plus one, I guess? Yeah, the uh, the two years from now signing a $250 million deal, that sounds about right to me. Mm. I, I think that would be his option. You signed five of those, you just made a billion dollars. <laughs> maybe, or you may, you, I'm sorry, you signed four of those. Jeez, I can't even do math. Yeah, you right. signed four of those, you made a billion. Well, let's go five. You're taxed. You have, you have a billion dollars cash, sure. cold cash in the bank account. You you go up to Ms. Bus, you approach her, and you say, hey, I'd like to buy the team. I just, I'm ready. I've got a bill. <laughs> In the bank account. Wow. I can e-transfer you right now. Let's get this done. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds like a lot of money. It sounds like a plan. He'll only be uh, 29 at that time, so he'll definitely get five years. Uh, yeah. And uh, and that's that. That'll be his payday. Man, man, imagine the spa sessions you can have plucking that eyebrow for 250 <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, yeah, you think he right. goes for it, man? He's on top of the world right now. First championship, ditch the brow. Mm, I think yeah. it might be too. Split him up. Yeah. I don't know. It's his, it's his branding. It's him. It is his branding. It is, but they don't really do a lot of work with it, though, either, I feel. Like, am I wrong? I mean, you got the mobile commercial where he's spinning 10 basketballs on a little shelf. You can't even see his brow. He's so small in that. And then, like, what else is there? I mean, they, they haven't leaned into the brow, is my point. 
Because we thought they would, and I'm with you. I remember we did this question, like, should he shave it or not, like, years ago. And, like, I was like, no, 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 that's you, man. You got to own that. But I feel they've wasted it. So take it off. You're not going to use it, man. Give it to somebody else. But then he'll just be another basketball player, another two-eyebrowed basketball yeah, player. Well, I don't think he's going to use it. Will he just use two guy. eyebrows for his advantage? I don't know. I'm just saying. I've been disappointed that uh, we haven't seen uh, some funnier, quirkier commercials with the eyebrow. I feel like Twitter's done the work. They've had the gifts. You're talking about gifts, Lee, the one where his eyebrow like turns yeah, into yeah, a bird yeah. and flies off? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, good, that's good But what do you yeah. think about AD's deal with the Lakers? I mean, like, you're splitting hairs, really, aren't you? Like, does this guy <laughs> Splitting want... eyebrow hairs. Yeah. <laughs> does this guy want, like, $240 million or $250 or $260 million? I mean, it doesn't really matter. The only thing that can really stop any of this is if he does suffer a significant injury um, and, he, and he is someone who has picked up some injuries over yeah. his career and, and it can happen we've seen you know Grant Hill and Penny Hardaway there's enough examples of where careers can be derailed like that so if you're Anthony Davis do you want to just maybe have a little bit more security now just in case I personally would I'd probably go for the two plus one uh, but then again maybe his agent is saying listen we want to get the absolute maximum we can out of every contract in that case we'll just take the one plus one for now and uh, we'll sort of keep doing that until we get to that point where it's 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 worth it to lock up for a, a longer term. So, um, you know, I mean, it's uh, he, he's going to get paid one way or the other by someone over these next few years. He's going to get a lot of money. He's going to earn it, and uh, he's going to deserve it. So, uh, which, whichever one, I guess, he and his agents feel most comfortable with, um, that that will sort of give them a little bit of protection, and whether or not, as well, Anthony Davis, uh, you know, is prepared to give a little bit, leave a little bit on the table to perhaps use it for, for other free agents to keep the Lakers as contenders. That's that's something else he's going to have to consider. But uh, I, I sort of feel that uh, Rich Paul there and the, and the Clutch uh, agency are going to be more like, you get yours, don't worry about the rest. We'll we'll figure the rest out. So you get as much as you can. Because that's kind of what we're all talking about. It's always like, you know, LeBron's always had to sacrifice. Players have always had to sacrifice and leave money on the table. But uh, you shouldn't have to do that. It's on the, the onus is on the Lakers if they have to spend into the luxury tax to keep you competitive, that's what they're going to have to do. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I I think he probably does just go for the one plus one, even though I would go for the two plus one. Right. These guys must sleep well at night knowing their agent's name is Rich. <laughs> right? What a good start. It helps. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, yeah, it'd be like having Money Mellis as your agent. Like, that's good. <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. Rich. All right, great. Let's get to work. Well, Give not to money. mention I'm here in... Tass just like rattle off these numbers. I'm like, wow, Anthony Davis is not even 29 yet. And Tass is figuring out a way for him to make a billion dollars. Yeah, (laughs) he's probably sleeping pretty easy, especially if you saw those pictures of him having tacos out in L.A. Now that he's back home, he's going to bed super easy. Oh, I I haven't seen these photos, but I have an idea of what you're talking about. (laughs) All right. We got lots more still to get to here on the Up Down Report. But first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, next one. Ty Lu has agreed to a five-year deal to become the next head coach of the LA Clippers. According to Woj, Lu has had significant support among key Clippers players in this process. And Chauncey Billups, by the way, is expected to join Lu's staff. He'll be an assistant. So up or down on Lu? Leading the Clippers to a title. That's how I'm spinning this one. Tass, up or down? 100%. They definitely have a, a great, great shot. And I'm happy for Ty Lue. This is the time of year we talk about contracts. And this is a move that turned out well for him. He turned down three years from the eventual champion Lakers last year at this time. Now he signs a five-year deal. Good for him. He wanted a longer deal than three years. So this is a move that turned out well. And this is uh, a team that's right up his alley. Like when he took control of the Cleveland Cavaliers when they were 30 and 11 and LeBron at the helm. They're right on the verge. This team is right on the verge. Right. Uh, he's 43. Maybe if he asks for a little bit of a raise, he can buy the Clippers from Steve Ballmer in 17 <laughs> years. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but this is, uh, it, it, listen, Doc Rivers maybe could have made it work if they had the full season together. It was a team that had guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, and, and so this is a different team than Cleveland because in that locker room in Cleveland, you had LeBron. You had guys that were more vocal. And... Yeah, Patrick Beverly is in this Clippers locker room. So is Montrez Harrell. But the leaders, the best players, aren't the same. So it's going to be a bit more of a challenge. I don't want to just uh, typecast Ty Lewis to say oh, he only takes control of teams that are right on the verge. This is going to be a different challenge for him. I think Chauncey Billups coming in uh, is only going to help. A guy who did play for the Clippers once upon a time. Obviously a guy uh, who won a championship as as the Pistons, you know, best player or whatever you want to call him. So he can help uh, in that regard. Uh, it, it, it could have been Doc Rivers' team to take to the title, but this now Ty Lue, I don't think there's any doubt uh, for me that he could take them to the title. Uh, even though it is a, a slightly different group, I, I do judge Ty Lue as a good coach and that experience in Cleveland could have only helped him. What's the most important task, Lee, for uh, for Lou to do here in the immediate uh, you know future here with the Clippers to get them to the title? What what like what one thing do you think he needs to improve? Well, I think it's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard get them on the same page because uh, I don't think they were and they they were on the same stuff. page with each other or with the other guys. That well, were really a bit of both, probably to be honest, a little bit of both because it seems like they both got really super preferential treatment, which rubbed the other players up the wrong way. But also within themselves, between Paul and Kawhi, I don't think they had a great relationship this season either. Uh, they're both super, superstar players. I mean, Paul George, we talked about last season, finished third in MVP voting. So that shows just how good he can be. And Kawhi Leonard, we, we know he's great. 
But those two guys, I felt in that in the series, particularly against Denver, were sort of pointing the finger a bit at each other. They didn't really know whose team it was. So I think it's building that sort of bond, if you like, and, and bringing those two together because it starts with your two stars. If he can do that and and realize the potential of this Clippers team, because he's only really got one year here to get it right. I mean, I know they've got options on their contracts, but I sort of feel that if they don't get it right next season, then maybe one of them's gone anyway after that. Who, who knows? I mean, things could uh, things could quickly spiral out of control. So, you know, I think it's a smart move, uh, you know, Ty Lue, taking a team that is has got all this talent and potential and, and the expectations because that's what you want. You don't want to have to start at a team where you have to build it up. I think it's better to be in this position. But now the challenge is making sure you get the best out of all this talent because they've gone all in as well. The Clippers here, you know, they've given up a lot of their draft picks here. Sam Presti's got all those as well. It's quite incredible. Uh, but it's now or never. So if Ty Lue can get those guys together immediately and start performing to their level, then I, I think the Clippers are a championship contender. But if there's still that same sort of lingering tension or bitterness between those players, then uh, it might be a it might be a weird season, another weird season there in uh, in Clippers land. So I think that's the biggest challenge he's facing. Trey, we've seen a lot of guys, coaches come in. First year, boom, title. I mean, we saw it with Vogel, Nurse, Lou himself. Can Lou do it again? Uh, what do you think of the of the Clippers' chances here in next season to win a title? I'm always skeptical of just pulling an assistant up uh, because, you know, when a team is, when things are going poorly and that assistant coach is there, I'm like, why didn't you say something at the time, man? That's what it kind of reads to me. But like you're saying, teams have had success with it, Ty Lue specifically. Uh, But I really don't think the Clippers are going to win a championship until they change their name. So this is a little bit of window (laughs) dressing here. Uh, But Lee is 100% right. It's all about accountability from your star players. Ty Lue's most famous coaching moment with the Cavs was calling out LeBron at Game 7, halftime, 2016. He said, you need to start playing better. And LeBron said, hey, how dare you say that's me? Wait, you're right. I should start playing better. (laughs) He went out and they went the championship. And that was all of the respect that Ty Lue gets and needs. Because if you're able to call out LeBron in the biggest game of his career, you've got some balls and you've got some gravitas. And that's three quarters of the battle. There's going to be, no doubt, tactical things he needs to do. He did a great job with J.R. Smith, turning him into a real flamethrower. Same with Kyle Korver. There was a lot of movement there. Uh, And I think he just really held his stars accountable. LeBron, Kevin Love, he got a lot more out of uh, as a third option, a guy who was learning how to become a third option after being the number one guy in Minnesota for such a long time. I think it's going to help. I think uh, Ty Lue is so well-respected by players on his team, on other teams, that you have to imagine the chemistry is going to be a little bit better. But the Lakers are still in the same conference. It's not going to be easy. they got to improve. There's no doubt about it. They have a lot of decisions to make as well. I think there's there's definitely a schism between the team that lost in the first round in 2019 and the stars that came in in 2020. they got to figure out a way to meld those. And a lot of that comes down to actually playing together in the regular season. Yep. You need Kawhi Leonard to actually be a superstar for your team for six months rather than just two months. So Ty Lue, I do think he can get that out of him. He's been around stars for basically his entire NBA career, whether it be as a player, as an assistant coach, or as a head coach. So he knows what he's doing, um, but he's got a tall task ahead of him, and he's yeah. a short guy. Yeah, <laughs> he, is, he is a bit of a tinier guy. In the NBA world, he is, I guess. Um we don't know if Montrose Harrell will be there or, you know, what they do with Lou Williams and stuff like that. But the truth is, this is a damn good offensive team already, so he doesn't need to do a whole lot, I think, on that. And you're right, some more movement will always help. Uh, you know, just you play a play a freer, sexier version of basketball, and people are going to be happier, I'm sure, getting more shots and stuff like that. So I'm sure he'll implement that. But 
this team on paper should be the best defensive team in the league. That's what we thought. They added Kawhi and Paul George to you know Patrick Beverly and other guys that were decent. And we're like, oh my God, who's going to score on them? That was never really the case. They were good, not elite defensively. They were fifth. I think Pelton said fifth in defensive rating in the regular season, seventh in the playoffs. Okay, it's good. It's not great. It should be great. Now there are holes, especially when Lou's out there. I get that. But if they could get that up and become one of the, you know, the top two, top three teams and just really focus on that end, then hell yeah. They're a nightmare, um, especially if you just keep that offense with the way it is. So we'll see. I think that's what like the important task is to get that defense to what it really should be when you have Kawhi and Paul George. In today's game, two just locked down wing defenders. Now maybe you play Zubots a lot more, who obviously I think Doc Rivers got uh, he sort of raked over the coals a little bit for maybe not playing him as much as he should have in the playoffs because he was pretty damn decent for them. Um, and maybe Lou will will decide to do that. So I, I'm high on the Clippers' chances again. You're right, not going to be easy with the Lakers and the Warriors and still good teams in the West, but they're right there. And Lou has done it before. And if he can get these superstars to play together and meld with those other guys, like you said, that were already there or new guys that even come in, then yeah, I mean, they're going to be a going to be a tough out. So we will see what Lou can do. I like that Billups is in the mix here too. He wants to be a head coach, so he's going to start here as an assistant coach, which is sort of cool. Or at least rumors say that. Next one. Recently, a lot of rumors connecting uh, Giannis and the Miami Heat. So yesterday, the Athletics' Sham Saranya reported that the Heat are preparing to go all in on their pursuit of the two-time MVP. Um, as most of you know, Milwaukee is eligible to lock up the Greek Freak with a Supermax contract when free agency begins this fall. So we see if that happens. But Lee, up or down on Pat Riley's chances here to get the Greek Freak in South Beach. Up or down? Oh, I'd be very careful when Pat Riley comes knocking on your door because you know he gets things done. But the thing with the Greek Freak is he's staying in Milwaukee, he's going to the Warriors, and he's going to the Raptors because of the Messiah Jury connection. And now he's also going to Miami to join the Miami Heat. So, Mm -hmm. look, there's going to be... The the way that um, Giannis can end these rumors very quickly is, as you say there, sign that Supermax contract and then all those rumors go uh, just down the toilet straight away. But I don't think he's going to do that. I think he is going to wait and see what happens this season. And I I feel... I just feel he wants to sort of play a little bit of that card there where he's like, I wanted to see how things work out here because he can still sign it, of course, next season as well. Uh, he'll be unrestricted at that point, so the Bucks would lose him for nothing. I don't think they would trade him if he doesn't sign it. Uh, so I think he probably does hold off. But the thing with Pat Riley is, you know, he gets things done. He's not called the godfather for no reason. So you know that uh, if he gets a chance to talk to Giannis, he's going to have a very, very strong case. He might do what he did with LeBron and just throw those championship rings on the table basically in their first meeting. You know, he's got the respect, of course, Eric Spolstra there. We know he's a very well-respected coach. Jimmy Butler is going to talk so much about the organization and and, uh, and the culture, the heat culture there. So they're going to have a strong case. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the Raptors are going to have a strong case. The Warriors are going to have a strong case. So, you know, it's going to be a big decision here for Giannis, depending on what he wants to do. Uh, and as I say, does he sign that contract? I think I think probably not. That's my guess right now. It could be wrong. could be wrong. Hopefully I'm not. But uh, I think he's just going to hold off and just see because the Bucks' ownership have said, we are prepared to spend into the luxury tax. So Giannis has got to say to them, okay, let's see it. Let's see what you do in this offseason. Let's see who you bring in first. And then I can decide if I'm going to sign that big, big, big contract. Okay, what do you think, Tass? Yeah, I think it's a one-year uh, run here for the Milwaukee Bucks to show him that they're really dedicated to show him that 
there are other players that are going to come support him. I think he's talked about it. Uh, he even he hinted after uh, after he left the bubble on social media. He t- and he had a conversation uh, with the Bucks co-owner Mike Mark Lazary uh, about improving the roster in the future. They weren't talking about a contract. Uh, they were talking about trying to make this roster better. So they really have a one-year window. Otherwise, Pat Riley will be at the front of the line, and I think there is a chance that he leaves. But they have uh, he's got they have to show him. Not only can they get a good player this year in the offseason, there there will be trade rumors, and I think they will be talking to other teams about bringing a star in, but also building something uh, for the future and that. That looks a little bit brighter than it does uh, currently because it doesn't look bright. There has to be some movement. It can't just be um, we're working on things. We're working on things. I don't know if it's Chris Paul, but it, it has to be it has to be something. There has to be something or else. Yeah, I, I do think that uh, he will leave uh, at some point if things aren't changed. He said it. I don't I don't think he is, uh, um, you know, holding things uh back i don't think he's playing any games he's he's said so much he has said that i will not uh be around if uh things aren't different i i want things to be different around here so that's that's what it has to be and and there's a reason why he hasn't signed the contract because he's going to wait to do that trey up or down on riley coaxing Giannis down there Ah, I think it's possible. Whatever the Bucks do, they need to make sure that they do not sign anybody that has ever played for the Miami Heat. That happened to the Bulls. They signed Dwayne Wade. He showed up. He said, Jimmy Butler, man, it doesn't have to be like this. You can come to a place where everybody works hard and wants to be the man. Next thing you know, Jimmy Butler's doing everything he can to be a Miami Heat. So if a Miami Heat, uh, an ex-Heat signs with the Bucks, you can lock Giannis in to South Beach. But seriously, I would be a little nervous if I'm Miami about testing Heat culture here because they yes. are going to be messing around with Bam Adebayo's contract, with uh, which, you know, he's surely going to still get paid in the future. But they want to wait for him. They want to keep their powder dry and have as much cap space as they possibly can for that summer when Giannis becomes a free agent. They're going to do the same thing with Dragic. Uh, to try and keep a little bit of flexibility. And those are two major key components for the Heat's success this season. Dragic was an all-star in the past. Bam was this year. The chemistry was incredible down in Miami. And now you're messing with some guys who just got you to the finals because you want to bring in somebody from outside. It probably works out fine for the Heat. Maybe they don't sign Giannis and it's not a big deal. They're still able to bring back Bam. They still bring back Dragic. They're still a good team. Maybe Victor Oladipo is the next star that they bring in. But you do risk some things when you tell players who are already in your building to wait for their money because we're saving money for some guy that we think is better than you. Is basically what you're saying. You know, that was the first strike against Kawhi Leonard leaving uh, the San Antonio Spurs. They told him, wait, we'll sign you to a huge extension. After we get LaMarcus Aldridge, same thing with Gordon Hayward, same thing with Kevin Love. There are these little tiny moves that don't seem like they're a big deal because you're like, oh, who cares? 150 million, 180 million. It's all the same. No, that's 30 million dollars you're messing with here. So things could flip poorly for Pat Riley, but that rarely happens. That's just like (laughs) when you sign Dion Waiters or Hassan Whiteside to a massive (laughs) contract. You're going to strike out sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah, I'll triple down on my prediction that Giannis does stay in Milwaukee and he does sign the Supermax contract. And I'll say it happens actually, you know, this offseason. I think he does do it. Because I thought it was still telling to me that Budenholzer, you know, wasn't cut. And they moved on and we'll try to find something uh, new and improved in the coaching department. 
That was a little shocking to me. Um, so, you know, to me, that says Giannis on board with Budenholzer, still on board with the, the Bucks' uh, front office and their plans. And uh, you guys could be right. He still could be like, hey, well, let's see. Show me, and then I'll sign. But I don't know. I feel Giannis is just... Uh, it's a little built a little differently. So I think he ultimately signs this huge, huge deal. But then again, maybe this pandemic and the salary cap, maybe, you know, stagnating or going down even, that is screwing with long-term money. So it's even in your best interest if you're an MVP-like caliber guy that you wait. We'll see. But I guess I'm just trying to, like, build the Bucks fans up here a little bit. I think he's staying. I think he's staying. But, man, it'd be scary with Pat Riley uh, trying to get in your ear and trying to get you down in Miami. That would... Uh that's not fun. That's not fun. Oh, yeah. and then Masai Ujiria at that, and of course the Warriors at that too. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year if he definitely doesn't sign that Supermax contract. Oh, my goodness. Poor Bucks fans. Well, speaking of Miami, our next one this is a fun one. This one's great. This week, photos of a couple's engagement caught Dwayne Wade accidentally photobombing the proposal on a beach in California. Instagram user at Ryan Bash wrote, when at Dwayne Wade happens to be taking a sunset stroll on the beach and walks by mid-proposal. You see him there in the back. Yeah, zoom in, <laughs> enhance. His hand over his heart. He just caught this beautiful moment. I love that. That's my favorite pick of the bunch there. Him him witnessing this just love in the air on the beach. <laughs> that must have been a little chilly. He's got the sweater on. Oh, no, he took a photo with them. So, up or down on a celebrity crashing your engagement photos. Trey, get us started. Uh, something most people don't know about this picture is both of those uh, both of those people in that couple, they both signed with the Miami Heat. <laughs> Wade was telling them, man, everybody works hard down there. You guys will stay married forever. You'll get some rings, no doubt about it. I'm up on this. If a celebrity wanders into your engagement pictures, it actually makes your engagement pictures worth it. Because when you're buying an engagement photo, you're basically buying a trailer. Like... The engagement's not going to be the most important part of what's going down in this relationship. Either you're going to have these engagement photos and then you break up and you hate the pictures, mm. or you're going to have the engagement photos and then you get, you get married and maybe one of them makes it into your wedding album. <laughs> this makes it special. They should yeah. have a cameo for this. A celebrity to wander into your picture <laughs> accidentally. We don't necessarily need a happy birthday shout out from Dwayne Wade, but if it looks like he just happens to wander through your engagement photos, that's huge. I wanted to invite Tom Green to my high school graduation. <laughs> there was no way to do it. There should be a way to get a celebrity to show up to your house so it looks like an accident. Okay. So What about Thuthuthusio? <laughs> <laughs> That's it a good happen. point. That's a good point. Maybe this was on Thuthuthusio. Let me check the, the <laughs> rates. Okay. So, wow. I hadn't thought of it. But you want, yeah, you want some sort of service here where you can actually <laughs> order. Who would you want, Trey, right now? Well, okay, I got two questions. Did you get, does... Of anyone here on this call, does anybody have engagement photos? I took engagement photos. Laura and I sat for photos. We didn't buy any of them. Okay. Yeah. And Tass, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, do you have engagement photos? Right? I don't. I you don't. don't. I Lee, don't. I assume you don't. You were proposing to your wife from a phone booth on the other yeah. side of the world. <laughs> yeah. You photos. Yeah. I was running out of money in that phone call, so yeah. I, had to get the, I had to get the yes from her and then I had to hang up. So yeah, no yeah. photos from us. And JD... <laughs> I mean, I'm 99% sure you do not have engagement photos. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right. Okay, but Lee, so I'm no surprised that you didn't get like somebody to take a photo uh, like outside the phone. Like, just, hey, hey, excuse me, mate, could you just take a picture of me beside this phone booth? I just got engaged. You know, it was before the smartphone era, JD. Mm. Uh, just, you know, I just want, didn't have the camera on me at all times, but... Uh, now, I mean, you probably couldn't even do that anymore. Do phone booths even exist anywhere? Mm. I mean, you see them every once in a while. I don't know if they yeah. work, but yeah. 
they're they're like a Zubat, a wild Zubat. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're sort of around, but you got to catch them. Um, oh, that'd be a great photo of you, yeah, just standing there like in your classic Leolas pose in your big puffy jacket outside of a phone booth. Hmm. No, hang on. It was uh, it was April in London, so it okay. would have been a light, a light spring jacket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you for clarifying. Lee, are you up or down on this? And then I want to ask you, what celebrity, if you had engagement photos, what celebrity would you love to f- be in the background to photobomb you? Well, I'll start with that one, Denzel Washington. Uh, I'd love to have him there because that'd be just awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, that'd, yeah, sure. that'd make the day. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was beautiful because it was such a heartfelt, genuine uh, moment there from Dwayne Wade, his yeah. reaction. You know, his hand on his heart there, the smile, the joy. That I mean, that is a beautiful <laughs> so photo. Good. The only question is, uh, the girl is blurred out in that photo and Dwayne is in focus. So whoever was taking that photo was like, oh, there's Dwayne Wade. Yeah, for <laughs> not, sure. You know, not like, oh, look at this, my wife, you know, my wife-to-be is so happy. Instead, it's like, oh, man, Dwayne Wade, awesome. <laughs> but look at, and what a nice stroll Dwayne Wade's got there. He's got the hand in the pocket, I mean. <laughs> Come on. He's, uh, he, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to put Dwayne Wade in the David Beckham category of just like cool, suave, no matter what he's wearing, no matter what he's doing, okay. looks great. Just okay. uh, always always seems to hit a home run no matter what he's doing. All right, big, big thumbs up from Lee. Tass, what, what about you? Oh, of course. And there's a reason why she's not in focus because they're taking a billion photos. And as we've <laughs> sort of hinted at, Engagement photos, yeah, you take a thousand, you might like ten. So the even the photographer's bored. I'm just gonna start getting things in the background. I mean, like, do you use them? You don't use them a lot, and I'm okay with them not having masks on in the in the three shot there. Uh, were they worried about Dwayne Wade giving them the Rona? Probably not. Uh, I think this is a time where you take a chance and you say, you know what, we want the photo. We want the ideal photo. If you want to remember the time, you could have taken another one with a mask. I'm sure Dwayne Wade would have been very generous with this time and thrown on a mask as well. But that's a that's a great shot right there of the three of them. I guess the uh, engagement photos are like when you win the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals. You put the T-shirt on, you celebrate, but it's not really what you're celebrating, right, is it? You're right. not, you know, you, no one's going to say, oh, show me your engagement photos after your wedding, are they? It's no. like, no. Yeah. Like, I, I'm actually very naive here. Like, what do you even use them for? I guess for the wedding, like the build-up to the wedding. Invitation, you put them on a yeah. website, the invitation, yeah, maybe the paper. An announcement, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Cause like, yeah, yeah. and I guess maybe you frame one, or like you said, does one slip into the wedding album? I mean, you know, it's, it's like a. I guess you can do that. That that Start meme. That, yeah, that meme now is like how it started, how it's going, <laughs> how it ended, all that. You know. But. Yeah. Well, I would think how it started should be your first photo of when you started. D- yeah. I, yeah. I, but people are sort of mixing it up a little bit there because some of it's how it started, how it ended, but you don't want it ended if it's still going. So it's how it's going. I don't know. I mean. Okay. So you had Denzel Washington. I want to ask the other guys, JD, you as well. But Tass, who would you, who would you love if you took an engagement photo with uh, Danielle? Who would you love to have? What celebrity just wandering in the background would make oh, your day? John oh. Legend? <laughs> Legend. Twinkling uh, in the background? No, no I would think, uh, hmm, hmm. I got to think about this. I need somebody good. I mean, okay, I love well, John. I love John, yeah. obviously. Okay, well, you think about it, Trey. Do you have, have an to... answer? Tom Cruise? Uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. But <laughs> Tom Cruise. What about all the Tom Toms? Tom Cruise. Alex what if you had three Toms wandering in the back? Cruise, Hanks, and uh, Green. Haberstra. Oh. And Haberstra. <laughs> uh, and JD, do you have an answer? Yeah, I'm going to go Tom Green, too, because I can't have, <laughs> I can't have anyone sexier than me. You mm. know what I mean? And I think mm. that... I, 
he's one guy that I think I'm on par with at least. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think if uh, in the sexiness department we could throw it down, the two of us. You know, my my wife my wife is very vocal about who she finds sexy, which is literally everybody. So. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have a chance. But Tom everybody Green. except for Tom Green. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. She's not here. Yeah, I should question. ask her. She what probably she finds him attractive, though. She likes What does she think people. of Seth Green? Seth Green? Oh, yeah. She's, you know. Anybody with facial hair, she likes. So. Oh, okay. Mm. I saw Tom Green recently. I don't know why I watched this YouTube clip, but he was on the Drew Barrymore show because mm-hmm. they hadn't. Talk. Did I already share this story on the podcast? No, we're all just no. big Tom Green fans. Okay, yeah, yeah you guys clip. were like, like I already told you this, but anyway, yeah, I saw it come up on a YouTube al- YouTube algorithm for some reason. Probably because Trey had been talking about Tom Green, and I started thinking about it, and looking at old clips. <laughs> anyway, he was on the Drew Barrymore show, and uh, I guess they hadn't seen each other in like 15 years. They hadn't talked in 15 years. Were they married? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. It was actually really sweet. Um, like. You know, he, they, they, it was cool. I watched the whole damn clip. I was like, oh, this is nice. You know, they were catching up, like, on not live television, but whatever, on this show. And they were just talking each other up and how weird, not weird, but, like, yeah, they were married, but then they went their separate ways and just never talked to each other, but were sort of friends. It's really weird. Anyway, you look just as good of him, oh. uh, as him, J.D. That's Thanks. the point of the story. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that as a massive compliment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you look just as good as Tom Green. Um... <laughs> Fantastic to think of anyone. Uh, oh, weird, weird Al Yankovic for sure. Mm, that's a good one. Very really good, huh? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think I'm sexier than Weird Al. Oh, easily. Yeah, it's Tom. Who's sexier, Tom Green or Weird Al? Ooh, that's a, get the poll up. <laughs> I think Tom Green is. Oh, Tom I, Green, I yeah. 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 Mm, but I haven't seen Weird Al. Yeah, Al, weird, uh, so. he he was back recently with something. I thought Weird Al. Oh. Yeah, what a yeah. career he's made. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys definitely will make the poll go up. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, let's take, we're we're going to get to a bunch of jerseys talk because we have the Nets and the Raptors, but let's take one more quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, jerseys, Brooklyn Nets, bringing back some 90s fashion for next season. On Wednesday, the team unveiled its Nike Classic Edition jerseys, red, white, and blue with that tie-dye pattern. Everybody uh, on the stream team are seeing the photos right now. They pay homage to the Nets' roots in New Jersey. There's the shorts. Look, these bad boys scream Drazen Petrovic and Derek Coleman, Kenny Anderson, stuff like that. But what do you think, Trey? Are you up or down on the Nets' 90s throwbacks we're seeing here? Two thumbs up. Call me Lee Ellis. These, despite not being solid at all, are very, very solid. And the awesome thing is that the Nets wore these, I think, for one season. 90-91 mm. only. They're going to bring them back this year, you know, 30 years later, I yep. suppose. Uh, very cool. 
We're riding a tie-dye wave, no doubt about it. It's at the peak. It's at the crest. You got to get it in now. And there's no player I would like to see wearing tie-dye more than Kyrie Irving, a guy who's just a new age philosopher out there. He looks like somebody who should be wearing tie-dye. Yep. Uh, and it looks awesome. These are great. People are going to love them. We haven't seen them forever. My only question, are they going to do a weird floor to match it? Are they going to do something along the lines oh. of... You know, they rolled out their gray floor last year to kind of match their gray graffiti-styled uniforms. So maybe they go with the tie-dye floor. They've done weirder things with their court. These are great, though. Okay. Uh, Tass, are you thumbs up? I know your wife, Danielle, huge Nets fan back in the day. She loved these. <laughs> I think they're great. I'm so happy they brought the Chris Dudley jerseys back. I think these are, <laughs> these are phenomenal. I, I think they keep hitting home runs. I've loved the throwbacks. Uh, to the ABA Julius Irving days with the the stars down the side, the Nets just keep hitting home runs. These are these are great, and yeah, of course you think Drazen, uh, you think Derek Coleman a little bit if you're if you were hardcore back in the day, but yeah, I think they're phenomenal. I was um, uh, I, I was a little surprised. I thought they were a little bit more solid blue, a solid light blue. Well, I, I think just, there I was just... a version of them as well like that. Hmm. Yeah, like there's this tie-dye yeah. version, and then there is a normal, more solid one that you're thinking of, Tass. I, I'm pretty confident that's like thing. a light blue solid one. Well, yeah, like a just less tie-dye Royal blue. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What, what what Tass is saying? Because I'm I'm pretty mm. sure there was. Like I remember Kenny Anderson playing in a more of a just straight up blue Nets jersey. Yeah. Um, I love I love skinny I like. Derek Coleman. Anyways, looking yeah. back at skinny Derek, because <laughs> uh, he looked like a different man than when he was a, a big man. So the Nets re- relocated to Brooklyn in 2012, I think it was, Lee. And they've basically been the black and white color scheme. So this is like a little jarring because it's obviously, you know, they're not in New Jersey and these are New Jersey Nets uh, uniforms. So what do you think? Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on, on this throwback? Yeah, they're a good one. You know, they've, they've basically just gone back to exactly what they had. They'll rock it out. It looks great. It's nice and colorful. But yeah, the Nets jerseys, I don't remember them having a really a bad one, to be honest. Um, they're... they're their fonts, mm. their fonts have always been pretty mm. good. You I'm like just... the Vince Carter Nets days? Like, uh, you like those ones? Uh, I'm not a fan. Like, a lot of gray. A lot of yeah. gray. Oh, yeah. yeah, the gray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they weren't too bad, I think. But, uh, you know, <laughs> these people love these ones again. Because I, I think you're right, Trey. I think it was only one season they wore these specific tie-dye version of it. And uh, I'm surprised we haven't seen them before. Because I don't remember seeing them prior. When You know, when the big throwbacks... Came back in like what five six years ago when everyone started throwing them back. I'm surprised we didn't see them then, to be honest. But yeah, uh, but again, I think they were like in a weird spot where like we just moved from Brooklyn. Right. We're trying to build our new identity. Right. And yeah, you, like we sort of missed the boat on all these fun throwbacks because yeah. of that timing. But now they're getting to it for the 30th anniversary. I like them too. I'm a huge, huge Kenny Anderson fan, so that's what what immediately I think of. And I love it even more because Kevin Durant is number seven. Kenny Anderson is number seven. You know, like. I'm contemplating getting a Kevin Durant Nets throwback jersey. What's going on? I'm not doing that. But, you know, I love Kenny Anderson that much that uh, I thought about it for a second. But Coleman, Drazen, I mean, those are the, I don't know, some of the heydays for the Nets, which oh, I was yeah. insane to say. They've been around, uh, been playing for 30 years since then. They've had some peaks, of course, but getting to the finals. But no one ever talks about that. No one ever talks about the Nets going to back-to-back finals, right? No, they, uh, no. no, I always think they went. Did they go to back-to-back? Yeah. No. yeah. Oh, God, 20, they did. Jason, Even myself, I'm catching myself yeah. thinking, that can't be right. Yeah, they did. That's great. They took the Spurs to six games. That was a 2-2 right. series. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, all right. A couple of good questions from the stream team. Brad Beatson says, aren't these airbrushed? And mm. Isaac says, I always thought it was supposed to be faded denim. 
This is true hmm. too. These could be faded denim. These could be airbrushed. These could be tie-dye. Whatever they are, they're super 90s. Very 90s. I love the Nets like font. Like I love that yeah. little like sort of New Jersey devil like. Yeah. And I, I just think it looks awesome. All right. Red, blue, and uh, and white there. Let's hear from you guys uh, with all of these up or down on Twitter at No Dunk Sync and, of course, in the stream team. Hopefully, you guys are doing that as well. Final one. We'll stick with the jerseys. Tass, we'll start with you. On Thursday, I don't know if you guys can hear the uh, Chipper Jones going off oh, right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On Thursday, the Raptors unveiled three of their five uniforms for next season, showcasing a simple but bold, I think we can call it design, the familiar North pointing chevron that's the key element here on all these that we've seen uh that was first introduced back in like 2015-16 so they're running with that we got a white one a black one and a red one as of now and the black one's got the weird uh not weird the old pinstripes that you saw on the mm-hmm. dino ones looks very bulls like a lot of people pointing out and there's the red one tass what do you think up or down on the raptors new look so far again two more to come but what do you think i'm up I am up. I, I love me a Chevron. Driving in uh, the beautiful <laughs> province of Ontario, got to keep two Chevrons back. Always got to keep two Chevrons back. Chevrons are everywhere uh, in Ontario, so it makes sense. But I, I have two different feelings when I see them. On their own, sometimes when they're when they're laid out, they get you get your little glamour photo. Yep. I don't like them as much, but when you see them on the players, I think they look a lot better. So I think they will look a lot better on the floor okay and and yes we got two more to come i think the black one is the best one it's the statement jersey the one with the little jump man logo that every team has as their sort of third jersey yeah it's got those jagged pinstripes from the the old raptors days i think that one's great i i I love it a lot Uh, i don't need a chevron behind the letters that are already in the chevron shape and implied chevron implied chevron right i mean this is chevrons are for years of service in the army etc we've had 25 years of service here for the toronto raptors in the nba uh they have shown uh they don't need to show you the chevron it's right there i mean that's i think that's a home run i i I like that you need to see the the thing behind it because i think that it kind of takes away from uh, from the white one. The white one is my least favorite, I gotta I gotta say. Wow, I disagree. Uh, I'm like flipped on this. I don't like the black ones and I love the white ones. So uh I guess every you know, everybody's got an opinion on these. I, I like those the most. They just feel the most Canadian to me. Um and they just seem the most clean. I need the Chevron tasks. I don't like how those like letters are just not floating there, but without it. I I don't I don't know. Something about it looks weird to me, that one. What do you yeah. think, Lee? I think it'll look yeah. it'll look different. It'll look better when yeah. it's on a bot when it's on a bod. And, yeah. and I think <laughs> I think the red ones the red ones are the one like they're the inverted ones to me for when they won the title. Uh, they had North on a Chevron, uh, but they they basically inverted it yeah. uh, now to make it red and black. And they got they went with a little darker red. I think that's a sexy red. It's kind of like the Rockets red that they've changed to. Uh, and and I'm okay with going away from North. I'm I'm done with that. We don't need North on a jersey anymore. Mm. Uh, it just should say Raptors. And uh, yeah, I think the whole package is is good. I like the red one a lot. And then the two that are rumored to be coming are probably an OVO one, which will probably be gold. You would think like gold and white and black or whatever. And then everyone's pretty conv- pretty sure there's going to be a purple one too. Like back to the uh, back to the inaugural season in some form. And that's probably they're probably waiting on those two. They might be the cool the two coolest ones and that's why you release these three and people are like sort of excited sort of not eh, okay are they all that different and then maybe the purple one or the ovu one will knock people's socks off but lee what do you think on these ones well jd if you can bring up the photo of the three of them there because i think og yeah see i think his looks the best even though he's got the ball covering it a bit i just think that looks the cleanest of the hmm. three that we can see there 
Uh, I don't love the red one on Kyle. I, I would have OG Pascal, then Kyle in 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 order of their jerseys. There, I, uh, <laughs> okay, relax. You know, I'm just saying. I just think it, it, it looks different when they're on when they're on the player there. And uh, I don't know something about the red one. I don't know. Just doesn't doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I, I'm with you. I don't love the red or black one. The black one looks like the Chicago Bulls, Trey. <laughs> oh yeah. The the black one looks like a knockoff Bulls jersey. The red jersey looks like something you would buy at Walmart, and the white one looks like candy canes. I don't think that the Raptors <laughs> needed a rebrand. They just won a championship wearing uniforms that they started wearing in 2015. I think they could have stuck it out with what they had and just tinkered around the edges with their OVO jerseys with whatever sort of tribute they want to pay to the past these will probably look better when they're on the court red and black a classic look white and red not necessarily my favorite uh but these are a no for me dog yeah well see the the home and road ones i feel like they're not that different they can just go back to even the ones that they had the last five years like it's 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 not a a huge change to me and you're always going to change that one in the black Generally, that's that's mm-hmm. the one people are changing. The teams are generally changing mm-hmm. that statement one. I don't think they're all that different. But I wonder if these uh, two they haven't unveiled yet will also have Raptors, or will one of them task like you said? Will one still have North? Will one say Toronto? I mean, uh, we'll see. Unless they just go all five of them saying Raptors. Just say Chevron. Just Chevron. Ah oh, man, when I when you say Chevron, my mind immediately goes to the Nintendo game Excite Bike. Remember Excite Bike? I guess it was oh, a computer yeah. game as well. Uh, I think it made its way to the NES. Because you hit the chevrons in that game, and you, you sped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That's Speed where my boost. mind immediately goes. Yeah, you get a little boost, and you hit those ramps. That was a great game. Oh, man, I love that. You ever play that, Lee? You know what game I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No. You never played Excite Bike, eh? All right. I guess your thumb's down. All right. <laughs> Let's call it there. Let's call it there, guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, as I said, this was unexpected, but we had to jump on here on a Friday. Trey, you're off next week. So we wanted to get this in, get your opinions on all of these topics, the Maury and Lou and Jersey and stuff like that. Where are you going? Are you going camping for the week? Yeah, heading out to the woods, going to be sleeping in a tent. This might be the last you hear of me. Oh, wow. So the whole family, of course, is going here. Yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. you. Me and the girls, uh, all in a gigantic tent. Watch out for the bears. But, you know, I'm glad we got this podcast in. I don't know if I would have been able to relax without giving my take on Dwayne Wade showing up on a bench at a couple getting engaged. It's true. It's true. Watch out for the bears. Watch out for the cougars. You seen that video? Oh, Oh, my wife is coming with me. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Uh, A few of us will be back then next week with a couple of podcasts, so make sure you're subscribed. Trey won't be because he's off for the week, but we will be back with a couple shows. Uh, We'll try and do a beach step, and if you guys get your good questions in, keep them coming. NoDunksAtTheAthletic.com. Go grab your NoDunks merchandise at NoDunks.com. Quick note about the Turn Up Love You Guys Awesome t-shirt because I've got a few uh, emails about the shirt that's now arriving to people. Guys, the look is distressed. It is purposely faded a little bit. We will update the photos on the website because I get it. The one looks like it's you know it's crystal clear and the num or the letters are all like perfect. But it is like a ninety or excuse me, 70s like sort of retro vibe. So it's distressed. I saw some people like, what's wrong with my shirt? <laughs> um, that's how it's supposed to be, is is the answer to that. I, I apologize. We'll we'll work it out if you really, really, really want to return it. But just know that if you haven't bought a turn up love you guys awesome t-shirt yet. It's supposed to look distressed, okay? It's supposed to look sort of old and 70s-like again before you buy it, just so you know. If you haven't already, you can also subscribe to The Athletic 
for a dollar a month. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks to tell them we sent you to take advantage of that offer. All right. I got puppies barking. I got trees coming down. We got the chipper uh, still <laughs> going out there. Go Braves. Go Barves there for you, uh, TK. Chipper Jones it up. Clipper Bros. Mix it up. Mix it up. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, don't be stressed. It's distressed. Embrace the day, people. You could stay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.